welcome back to Building a Better Story World. I'm your host, Steel Tyler Filipek, and I'm here to give you the tools you need to create better universes for your stories. Of course, you may be here just to listen in, in which case, pull up a chair. I'm excited to have you here. We've just wrapped our first arc of content, in which we detailed the five basic elements of a story and how those apply to story worlds. As a reminder, those five pieces are... A protagonist, the main character of a story. A need, something that the character needs to fulfill. An obstacle, preventing them from getting that need. A choice your character makes to overcome that obstacle. And a resolution, whether your character wins, loses, does a bit of both, or neither. Today's episode is going to be a little different than what we've done in the past, however. This is going to be a bit of a recap, in which we bring in all of the prompts we've created in the last five episodes. In other words, we'll be going over the basics of story world creation step by step. That way, if you want to go through this process all over again, you can hop to this episode, rather than having to go through over two hours worth of material. There won't be case studies or gags, but don't worry, our next episode will be getting back to all of that fun. For now, if you'd like to take part, let's begin at the beginning with the protagonist. If you want to, give them a name and backstory, or leave that blank until you flesh them out a bit more. What we're going to do first is create the elements that set them apart and make them aspirational. Write down a sentence for each of the following prompts. What is your character's non-relatable strength? It doesn't have to be a superpower. It can be charm, wealth, or something else that most people can't achieve. How is this strength tied to the world of your story? Your character shouldn't be alone in their strength. They may be the strongest, or they may be the first, but if there are others who share or recognize their strength, you'll have a much stronger avenue toward world creation. How is this aspirational in some way for the audience? That is, audiences should want to aspire to have it or use it for themselves. You can expand on these elements later. It's more important that you're riffing, spitballing, and getting your creative juices flowing. Pause if you need to, and when you're ready, we can begin again. We've set your characters apart, so now we have to make them relatable. I want you to choose one big flaw for your character. It should counterbalance their strength in some way, and make them relatable to us. If needs be, look in the mirror or think of someone who annoys you. What is your flaw, or their flaw? How could that be turned around into a strength, or overcome, or accepted in some fashion? Pause the program if you're taking part, and when you're ready, we can move on. Next up is your protagonist's outer goal that which your character desires. It should be seemingly unachievable, something that cannot be solved quickly, something that is visual, visible, understandable, unequivocal. This will make sure that audiences understand the journey that your protagonist is going on and give you the space to develop stories across multiple years, chapters, and much else. When you've done that, write three mini goals that your character can achieve that will help them get to that giant goal. Also, add two sentences for each, one in which you showcase how these goals expand the world in some way, and another sentence that shows how these goals hint at issues to come for your main character. Press pause for now if you're taking part, starting up when you're ready. Otherwise, let's continue. The last big part of the protagonist's DNA that I want you to create is an inner goal. This is the more nebulous, emotional thing that your character desires. It can be indefinable, and your protagonist may not even be consciously aware of it. If needs be, Look to your character's flaws. What is holding them back, and what is keeping them going? When you've written that down, write a sentence or two in how this flaw ties into our world. Consider what basic emotion it speaks to. How will other people understand it, even if you never state it outright? Take some time to make sure you've got all four elements. When you're good to go, we will continue on into the next section. 
goals. On a separate piece of paper or further down your document, I want you to create your protagonist's two goals, outer and inner, side by side in two columns. I'm going to be detailing the four major categories for goals, love, wealth, power, and security or control. Each time we bring up a foundational need, I'm going to be asking you to do a specific exercise, so give yourself some room to explore. First up, love. I want you to ask yourself if either of your goals are related to love. If so, write down how they are beneath the goals on your paper or document. Don't just stop at finding love or giving love or love of country. What is it about love that's fueling your character's path? Think about all the ways this could be expressed. Platonically, physically, whatever. Love is a powerful human emotion, and we all want to experience it as partners, parents, children, friends, and even as patriots. Your character's goal will exemplify that in some way. Riff on this, and think of potential story possibilities that might evolve from this basic desire. These ideas don't have to be fully formed. It's just to give you a sense of what might happen. Pause this program, and when you're done writing, begin again. Next up is wealth. Do either of your goals have elements of wealth? It's not just about money, remember. It's about the good life. It's about being more than basic. It's about finding everything that life has to offer. It's about finding everything that has something to offer. Think also about the darker elements of this need. Does your protagonist have more than a little vanity? Are your villains trying to maintain the status quo so that the peasantry can't get enough, let alone find stability? Write down some ideas for the dark side of this desire, if your story has this element. Don't worry if you have already written about love. Your story may or may not have many of these elements. We'll be getting into which are most important to you and the world in short order. For now, spitball some ideas around wealth if your character epitomizes it in some way. Remember to hit pause if you need more time, and then we'll continue. The third core desire is power. Write down aspects of power that appear in your world under either goal for your character. Don't be simple about it, and don't forget how it will play out in the story universe and for your other characters. Your main protagonist may be superpowered or underpowered, but so will others in your world. Remember that you're crafting your work around one person initially, and that this must be reflected in the broader world. Your protagonist is one of many individuals out there, of course. Why is this particular desire important to you and important to your work? Write down some examples of power and story ideas if you feel that it works for you. Pause if needs be, and then restart so we can get to our last driving goal, security or control. Do you feature security in your story world? What are you saying about it? What about fate? Is free will an illusion? Is the safety of the many more important than the liberty of the few? Don't be too dark. Your audiences will want to inhabit your story world, but definitely be bold. Make sure that your enemies are in conflict with the security. They provide freedom, but at what cost? Or is that freedom just an illusion meant to control your protagonist? Think deep, pause, take a minute, keep writing, and when you're ready, unpause so we can move on. You have one final prompt for this section. I want you to look at all the notes you took, all the desires you listed, and choose two. Focus on those two desires and make sure that either one is related to your protagonist's outer goal and the other to the inner goal, or else both desires are related to both goals. This will ensure that your character has conflicting hopes for your story world. It will also ensure that the antagonists you create will be speaking to the desires, repression, and fear in your main character. You can still have other desires in your work, of course, but make sure you feature those primary two elements more prominently. 
Additionally, you may find that your story rejects one of the main desires. That's a good thing. Make sure you take note of it here as well. You're making a hard and fast statement about the world. You may reject the idea of love, or you may think that wealth is a trap, or that power is a fool's game, or that security is a joke. But for now, that wraps up goals. So let's move to obstacles. First, I want you to create an antagonist for your character. Try making the ultimate villain, the best rival, the classic foil. But if you'd rather do something different, that's fine too. Just make sure that this character has a non-relatable strength that's more impressive than your heroes, a relatable weakness that the antagonist can ignore or else doesn't care about, an outer goal that seems easier than your heroes and which, if reached, will doom your protagonist's journey, an inner goal that your villain will ignore to their own detriment. That is, they won't grow like your hero will, and thus will inevitably lose, even if it won't happen for many years. Pause if you need it, but if you're having trouble, don't fret. A good antagonist is hard to create. You have to make sure that they're neither impossible to defeat or cartoonish in their evil ways. If you'd like, keep this blank for now and come back to it after we get to the next element, which may help inform your antagonist. This second element is an antagonistic force. It could be nature or society or depression or anything that's more ephemeral than a single figure. If you've already written down a villain, I want you to write what this villain represents. If you haven't created an antagonist, jot down an idea or two for what forces your protagonist will be struggling with, and then create a character that epitomizes this conflict. As an example, if your hero is racked by body image problems, an overly cheery fitness guru might be the perfect quote-unquote antagonist, even if that person is well-meaning. Your protagonist may only occasionally bump into these figures, but they will be routinely dealing with the issues that these villains represent. Once you've got both pieces down, you can continue on to the next element, challenges. I want you to first create a list of 10 obstacles that your protagonist is going to run into again and again. These should be broad enough that they can take any number of forms. If you need some ideas, take a listen. Write two kinds of puzzles that your character might have to think through. Write two kinds of conflict that your characters might engage in, one physical and the other cerebral or verbal, making sure that they're tied to your antagonist or antagonistic force. Write two kinds of locations in which we might find your characters struggling. Write down two kinds of items that your character might use, want, or search for. Finally, write down two themes that you want to explore in your story world. If you're following along, you will probably want to pause, because there's a follow-up to this. If not, or if you're just listening, we're going to continue onto part two of this prompt. Your protagonist will struggle with these elements, sometimes winning and sometimes losing. They'll often get in their own way, or else use every ounce of willpower to win, just when all seems lost. On another piece of paper, or further down the document then, I want you to think up two ways that your character will try to solve each of these challenges, but in opposite fashions. One of the methods should be some unique means by which your character can succeed in such a situation, based on their personality, strengths, flaws, or goal. The other should be some method that showcases why your character can fail. In both cases, I'm not saying your characters will succeed or that they will fail. Many characters find ways to turn their flaws into strengths, or realize that their strengths cannot solve a particular situation. What's more important here is that you're thinking through ways that your character can work through your story world, while at the same time building a few pieces that make your universe unique. We'll be moving on after this, so take your time, hit the pause button, 
write some notes down for a while, and then come back when you're good. Now that we've covered your protagonist, their goals, and the obstacles preventing them from achieving those goals, let's talk choices, both in terms of those that your hero makes and those that you make as a creator. You've already done a bit with the list of 10 challenges, so we're going to expand further. First, let's understand your audience. Who will you speak to? What do they like? How will they be drawn to your story world? Let's literally build two people who will represent your fan base. For the first person, give them an age range. How old is your number one fan? 12 to 15? 55 and older? 6 to 9? Try not to be too broad. You'll be creating a second person as well. Just as how Harry Potter appealed to both children and their parents, think about your primary audience first, so you have a foundation by which you can reach out to a secondary target. Next, think about the kinds of stuff this number one fan likes. Write down whatever medium you're creating in, and then five titles of works that this person would enjoy and that would be similar to yours. Think about what else they might like in pop culture, too. Music? Comic books? Hip-hopperas? Write down a few examples looking for similarities and how you might be able to imbue their energy or essence into your story world. After that, consider how much money that your number one fan can reasonably spend on your work. Are they the kind of person who buys a video game the day it comes out, or do they wait for the buzz to die down and then purchase it used? Are they a record-collecting superfan or a casual Spotify listener? This doesn't have to be exact, but if you're creating a product or piece of art that will cost hundreds of dollars, targeting young people might be a bit of a stretch. Now. I want you to repeat this process, but with different attributes for each category. How old is your number two fan? What kind of work do they like? What are they interested in, entertainment-based or otherwise? How much would they be willing to spend on your work? After that's all done, I want you to look at both of these figures and ask yourself, why? Why would these people like your story universe? What are the attributes that intrigue them? What will get them to come back again and again? Jot down six or seven elements apiece. They can overlap, of course, but try to differentiate. If you can't think of that number, then build some more aspects into your world. Look to your characters, their needs, the obstacles, and the overall story universe, not to mention the work that is similar to it in the medium that you are creating. How can you emulate the successes of the past without just ripping them off? How can you avoid projects that have failed despite all the requisite talent within? Now, I know what some of you are thinking. You want your work to appeal to everybody. If you come up with a great idea, it will, but you should try to focus on a particular audience first. Your story will feel special to them because it will be made for them. After all, as Roger Ebert said, movies for everybody are actually made for nobody in particular. Resist the urge to be too broad. Specify, specify, specify. Take some time and pause the program. Otherwise, let's continue. We've come to the final element of a narrative, the resolution. There will be many resolutions, and several different kinds. Most of them will come about organically as you write. With that being said, let's first start off with a prompt. I want you to write one scene that's set in your story world. Put your protagonist in a situation that is indicative of this world. A shootout, or a courtroom argument, or a date. Look back to the challenges you created above for ideas, or come up with a brand new one. Then, give your character something odd or outlandish that they want from this situation, something that wouldn't be normal for this location. If you're writing a political thriller, you might have your main character about to walk into a firefight. They might be desperate, then, to make a phone call home to hear their loved one's voices one last time, in case they don't make it back. Put obstacles in their path, and then finally, figure out how it works. Do they succeed, fail, do both, or neither? Keep it open-ended. 
This is one scene in your story, which is one part of your broader narrative, which is but one in a universe. For the moment, this is the most important choice in the world, but soon it will fade into the background. Just remember, a character, a need, obstacles, character choices, and a resolution. If you're confident in your scene, or are just following along, feel free to continue. If you'd like more time, hit pause, continue writing, and then start back up so we can detail longer forms of storytelling that require more concrete endings. For your next prompt, I want you to write a paragraph about your main protagonist or protagonists, and how these characters have existed in your worlds for some time. They can be young. They can be relatively new to an organization. But they shouldn't be a complete outsider. This will force you to use their dialogue and action to reveal the world in thoughtful ways, rather than have your characters engage in exposition that over-explains or slows the story to a crawl. Secondly, I want you to write a few sentences that detail how your antagonists are stimmied but survive this initial encounter with your protagonist. The Death Star is destroyed, but Darth Vader and the Empire survive. Neo defeats Agent Smith, but the Matrix remains. You want to show the efficacy of your main characters while not solving everything in one go. This is a story world, remember, not a single entry. There needs to be more, and if you're going to create more, you will need ongoing adventures that continue to raise the stakes. Take your time on this. You may realize that you're beginning to craft your initial storyline. That's fantastic. You may begin to fill in your world with all the bits and bobs that help differentiate it. Don't force it. Some of your world design should come in the actual composition of your work. Pause this episode should you need more time, then press play when you're good to go. Your third prompt and resolutions will begin with a casting call. I want you to write down an actor who might play your protagonist as if your story world is going to be put to screen. If you're creating a story world for a product or brand, consider who the most appropriate spokesperson would be. If you yourself are the face of your story, maybe because you're creating a podcast, that's pretty easy, right? After you've chosen that person, write down six or more attributes that this person brings to the table. Are they suave or crass, witty or straight, dry or outrageous? How do they reflect the universe that you're creating as well? Is it dark and cynical or bright and cheerful? When you're finished, I want you to write how at least half of these attributes will change over the course of three entries. Will your withered cowboy regain his lost faith? Will your spunky young pilot lose her soul but save the world? If you're feeling bold, write how these shift subtly in each entry, establishing the attributes in Part 1, testing them in Part 2, and then resolving them in Part 3. You could write a plot spring for each entry to help get your creative juices flowing, but don't get too bogged down in one plot. This is more about story world creation. When you're finished with that, then, I want you to repeat the process, but with a completely different actor. How would their persona shift your story world? Try to be bold and pick someone different than your initial choice. What attributes must remain in order for your series to be your series? What can change to reflect the strengths of this new performer? If you're recasting yourself, think about how this person's tone would necessarily shift your story world. Craig Kilborn, Jon Stewart, and Trevor Noah have all hosted The Daily Show, and each brought with them something unique to the program. Those first two had to be introduced, tested, and then given a send-off, and so will Noah eventually. How will the curtain close on this second performer of yours? Write three entries for them, too. Pause if you need to finish, and then start up again when you're prepared for the final segment of this episode. We have come to the last prompt, a true resolution. First, I want you to create one final ending for your protagonist. Do they succeed or fail in their quest? Do they live or die? Is it a happy ending, tragic ending, or bittersweet? Don't overload this with plot details. You just want to get a sense of your ultimate trajectory. 
If audiences feel that you're heading to a happy ending and you wind up writing a tragedy, things may get messy. Alternately, if you're writing a story that seems bound for tragedy and you pull a happy ending out of your hat, audiences may feel cheated. You should surprise your audiences just so long as there is some sort of satisfying conclusion for your main character in some way, shape, or form. Secondly, I want you to write down something that can never be defeated or resolved. Sauron is defeated, but that doesn't mean evil has left the world of the Lord of the Rings. Andy moves on to college, but Woody Buzz and the rest of his toys will continue to bring joy to children. This franchise-spanning problem should be a thematic struggle, one that your story world will address in nearly every entry, whether your main character is in it or not. What are you questioning? What struggle inspires you? What do you realize will likely never be solved in your lifetime, but still requires heroes to work through? Take your time and remember, these don't have to be clear narrative resolutions. These are guideposts to help you write your long-form content. What goals are you pushing toward? What milestones must you reach? The more you understand the underpinnings of your world, the better and more cohesive it will be. If you've been following along and crafting this kind of stuff from the beginning, well done! You've created a strong foundation for your story world. It is just that, however, a foundation. You'll need to build out your world, tweak it, create more characters, and make it feel alive. You can even break the rules I've given you, just make sure you're doing so willfully. Our next series of elements will feature ways that you can get under the hood of your story world, so to speak, and build out more esoteric elements. You shouldn't let that stop you from writing, however. More than anything, I want you to compose. All the design work in the world won't mean anything if you don't finish your novel, comic book, screenplay, podcast, or campaign. Please feel free to share them with me. Don't forget to subscribe to this series and check me out on steelphilippec.com and on Twitter at Words of Steel. Stay tuned for more exploration of imagination, and thanks for listening. Building a Better Story World is written, produced, recorded, and sound engineered by Steel Tyler Philippec. The theme song, Asia, is by Ilya Marfin via icons8.com. All narrative clips are used under the Fair Use Doctrine, as defined by Title 17 of the United States Code, subsection 107 in that they are used for nonprofit educational work for the purpose of analysis, have been transformed from their initial records by audio engineering for podcasting, and are not substantive of the entire work or function as a direct market substitute. Audio effects are provided by freesound.org under the Creative Commons license. If you feel that this production has unfairly used a piece of audio to which you own the rights, please contact helmstarmedia at gmail.com.